Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled! Corn Husker? More like Corn Sucker. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a Nebraska desert. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you can get all the latest updates on all of our Iowa Hawkeye legend, current player interviews, coaches, everything in between because we always like to put a smile on Jerry's face and that makes him real happy when we're the number one podcast in Nebraska. Joining us today from a long, long trip home we have Iowa women's basketball guard and USA 2021 FIBA World Cup MVP, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin, we're excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here to talk with you guys today. <laughs> have you gotten over all the jet lag yet? Well, slowly, honestly. It's taken a little while. I get super tired at nights, but I'm feeling about back to 100% now, so ready to go for the new school year. You're not getting any good food on that airplane. So, I mean, that had to have been like a forever journey. And then when you're traveling too, like from the airports and on planes, you don't get great food. And I know for me, like when you're eating a little bit of garbage like that, you start to feel not so great by the end of it. You're like, I need to go home. I need to eat some healthier food and relax. I bet you were just happy to get home. Absolutely. I mean, my mom is a super good cook. So even if I'm eating really good fast food, I still don't feel the best when I'm just shoving that down my throat for a month straight. So uh, it was definitely nice to get back home, get home cooked meals, uh, things like that, that that I really enjoy. No, I, I totally get that. That's got to get old after a while. But first of all, congratulations for all of your success that you had over there. Um, tell us about that process. Um, before we circle back to the very beginning of your career, we really want to talk about the FIBA World Cup, um, what that experience was like for you, because that's something that such a, a minute percentage of athletes will, would ever get to experience. What, what was that like for you, Caitlin? And how tough was that for you guys as a team to come together as quickly as you did? Yeah, um, obviously just a really cool experience. That was my third time getting to represent USA. Um, the first time I did it, I was, I was 15 years old. So I've kind of been in the USA system and kind of known what it's about um, for a little while. And I was the oldest one on this team. And that was my first time being the oldest in the past. I've kind of been used to just being the youngest one uh, on the team. So it was kind of a different role for me this time. But um, as you said, having to come together as a team super fast, um, most of those countries that we are playing, have been together for like a couple months, been practicing. So they're usually a step ahead of us. Some of them are, are pro players. Um, obviously, all of us are either in college and some of us not, haven't even played a, a college basketball game. So, um, I mean, it's definitely difficult coming together 
in what two weeks and then playing seven games in 10 days. So um, that's always the biggest challenge just coming together. We always have the most talent. It's just trying to put the pieces together. And I think honestly, this was probably the best team that I've been on. Um, Maybe not the most talent that we've had altogether, but we really were a great team, um, our team chemistry. And that's honestly what propelled us to win by such big margins. You go back real quick. You said you were 15 the first time you performed. Mm-hmm. How intimidating was that? To I mean, a 15 year old for perspective is a high school freshman, right? Yeah, and, I had uh, just finished my freshman year of high school. So I, I mean, and I'm traveling to Argentina, like no parents, just my team. Jeez. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's just such a cool experience. Not many people can say that they've traveled to Argentina in general or for basketball. So um, it was a super cool experience, more than anything, and. Um, I think that's just honestly got me a step ahead, even in high school, just just playing different girls. The international game is a lot more physical, a lot different because, I mean, the international game, it, there's so much pushing, so much shoving. It's nothing like the college game, really. There's even some different rules that are different from the college game. So um, it's a lot of learning. Um, but more than anything, it's just fun. It's a different experience. You get to see a different different cultures. Um, but I mean, I'm lucky to have done it three times. So I, and I hope to do it many more, honestly, too. Do you ever find yourself bringing back some of those bad habits when you get back to the States and you're playing with your team, just dropping an elbow or yeah. like lowering a shoulder into somebody? We might, we might have to ask my team in a couple of weeks if, if I become a little more, a little too physical, I might start getting in fights and practice and stuff. <laughs> hey, that's what you raise that intensity. Yes. That's what makes everybody better. So That's right. That's right. Uh, so does does, go ahead, does that Jerry. speed slow down or or speed up? I mean, the difference in international to college, or is it pretty much the same same time? Yeah, I would say it's it's pretty much the same. Um, obviously, the shot clock in the international game is a little shorter, so you don't have as much time. So that kind of limits your options of what you run on offense. It's just like a lot of pick and roll, read and react, which honestly is super similar to what we run at Iowa, but not everybody in the college game runs that. Um, but I mean, I would say the speed is the same. It's mostly just the physicality. That's so much different. I mean, if you, you get one touch with your hand in college and then if you touch them again, I mean, that's an automatic foul. So, um, but in the international game, there's body checking, there's hand checking like no other, um, and they're not going to call it. Back in like the old school NBA days where everybody would post up and have hands all over everybody. It's just. It's weird how that game has changed so much over the years too. It's yeah. it's it's more fan friendly probably to oh. watch, but oh, I, sure. I got to tell you, for a kid that grew up in the '80s, I miss that contact, like going through the <laughs> lane. And you're gonna have to pay the price, especially in the playoffs, if you're gonna go through the lane and score. You're gonna probably land on your on your yeah. rear end and, and take a little bit of a beating. Yeah. Um, going back to the beginning, when you're in high school at Dowling Catholic, Jerry's alma mater. Um, we really want to know what that recruitment process was like. Um, five-star recruit coming out, number four guard um, rated by ESPN, which there are probably a few spots off. We're thinking maybe number one. That's like, that's kind of our, our call here. But um, what was your process like, Caitlin? Um, what were the other schools you were strongly considering? And uh, what made you? What about Iowa made it home for you? Okay, Caitlin, yeah. real quick. Caitlin, real quick. Let's specify Iowa recruitment. You know, everybody, Adam's a Lincoln grad. He likes to go to that Dowling recruitment thing. So let's, let's, don't get mistaken. Let's go to, don't get me started on that whole thing. (laughs) That's what everybody tries to bring up. But now, um, honestly, my recruitment process started super early, honestly, before I was even in high school. So uh, I think my parents did a really good job of not really allowing me to talk to many college coaches because I hadn't even been in high school yet. That'd be a little weird. So, um, but I mean, there was, 
basically every school calling, um, wanting to talk to me, things like that. But as the process went on, I visited quite a few schools, East Coast, down South. I visited Texas, Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Notre Dame, um, like just seeing a bunch of different parts of the country. So I had things to compare to each other more than anything. Um, and kind of as the process went on, I kind of knew uh, that I wanted to be close to home just because my family's so close. My mom's relatives lives, live here and we're all super close. So um, that, that made it a lot easier for me to cut down on some schools. And honestly, it was down to Iowa, Iowa State and Notre Dame um, and then ended up kind of just being Iowa and Notre Dame at the end. And I was really torn, obviously, because Notre Dame is such a blue blood in women's basketball. Not so much right now um, with the coaching change and just kind of trying to get back to that spot. But I mean, they were super good there, especially when I was getting recruited. They they won a national championship. So um, it, I was definitely torn between the two. But um, overall, I just knew kind of Iowa kind of was better for me. Uh, I wanted to do something a little different. I think Iowa really had all those pieces that I was looking for two hours from home. So not too close, but not too far. It was like the perfect distance. Um, I loved Coach Bluter. I loved the staff. I loved all the girls. Um, I think we have the talent to go back to the final four. Obviously they haven't been there in a while, but that's something that we really want to do. So it just seemed like all the stars aligned, especially with Kathleen Doyle graduating from the point guard role right before I was about to get there. So kind of just inserted me right, right into that spot as well. So Caitlin, what fueled your desire to play basketball growing up, reading your bio off the Iowa website, you've got a pretty deep family history with uh, collegiate sports, but yeah. what was it that fueled you and basketball growing up and what other interests did you have? Yeah, I played a lot of sports growing up. I was, I was super competitive. So my parents would literally just throw me in whatever. And I honestly started playing sports with boys before girls. I, I played soccer with the boys for a long time. And I also played basketball with the boys for a long time, but I have an older brother and an older cousin that are that's just one year older than me that lived here. And I would just follow them everywhere and want to do everything that they did. So I think that kind of like fueled me and wanted to play sports more than anything, especially basketball, because they loved basketball. And my dad played basketball and baseball at Simpson. He's from Indianola. So he kind of just stayed in that area. But he was a super talented athlete. And I think our family is just very, very sport oriented. So it kind of just made it easier, easy for me to love sports. Um, but I honestly did play a lot of sports growing up. I tried tennis, softball, soccer, and I, I still played soccer up until after my sophomore year of high school. And then I gave that up just because it conflicted too much with AAU basketball. But I, I really love that, too. So um, we're definitely a sports family. So that's definitely what it's fueled by. Jerry, didn't you go to Simpson, too? I did. I graduated. This is ridiculous. As well, so really, yeah, I know. What year? Uh, ninety-four. Yeah, you're definitely a little younger than my dad. I couldn't tell you what year. <laughs> I, was, I was. I was holding on that. I was waiting for him to say, "Yeah, you're a little older than my dad." No, so. you're definitely younger. <laughs> you're just gonna take that I as a win. Exactly I was like sweating here. I'm like, I'm like, how old does she? Did think you play I any am? sports there? I did not. No. Okay, but am yeah, I? Not the biggest yeah, I, school. I think I read intramural all star. Intramural all star. Yeah. yeah, my grandma okay. still lives in Indianola, so I still go down to that area okay. every now and then. Sure. So, Caitlin, what's the most? Just for perspective, what's the most amount of points you've scored in a game? Uh, I scored sixty my junior year of high school at Mason City. It was like the game was like the final score was like ninety to eighty, so it wasn't like I was just blowing them out. It was just 
Well, a game with no defense is my type for, of game. <laughs> for, for perspective, I yeah, that's 58 more points than I scored in my entire Dowling career when I was on the team. So anyway. But Jerry, you were there for more, Jerry was there for moral support on the bench. He put a lot of energy into the team. Hey, those people are important. It I, is. Had seat, I had the best seat in the uh in the house, those names. So anyway, but well, this is no, this is awesome. But yeah, I saw that with the family and, and the development coming up. So you know how how easy or how difficult then you decide to go to Iowa and coach Bluter, you know, the whole family atmosphere, was it a really, really easy transition then into college or did you have any difficulties and uh, trying to balance the, uh, you know, the, the academics and the basketball side of things? Honestly, it was really easy for me. Um, I think just the girls and the captains we had last year that made it super easy, even with COVID going on. Um, I found it to be very smooth and not everybody can say the same, but um, I think just the support staff that we have at Iowa, not even basketball wise, but even just academically, we're really there to help, especially throughout the COVID year. Obviously, all my classes were online, so that's weird. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, there was things basketball wise that were, took me a little while or or whatnot, were just a change from high school where you're not really doing as much basketball stuff as you are in college. But uh, honestly, I found it to be very smooth, and I think that's just credit to the type of girls and coaches and, and support staff that we have at Iowa, really. Caitlin, growing up, um, I know most basketball players really find a few players that they like to model their game after, that they see, hey, I really like the way that that person plays. You know, I, I'm going to pick up some of these moves. What type of player um, or what players did you see growing up that you were like, I, I'm going to pick up some of these moves. I really like how this person plays. And then also a twofold question here, uh, being a player at your caliber too, um, what what are some of the things that you're really working on this offseason to improve your game for next season? Yeah, I think growing up, the biggest person I watched was Maya Moore. Uh, she played for the Minnesota Lynx, played at UConn. Uh, she was kind of like the star when I was a younger kid. So um, obviously the Minnesota Lynx are like the closest WNBA team to here. So that's who I really loved. I've been to a couple of their games. And I mean, she could just flat out score the ball. So it, it kind of makes sense why I like her. But um, but on the boys side, I was a huge Harrison Barnes fan. He went to North Carolina. So I had the Harrison Barnes jersey, the North Carolina shorts. Um, but we're a little, we're a little bitter about him. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, Iowa. yeah, I know. I, but I just loved watching him. My dad took me to watch him at Wells Fargo arena. Um, I was a huge Harrison Barnes fan. Um, and then like just moving into what I want to improve and what I've been working on for this year. Um, obviously for our team, the biggest thing is defense. And I think me personally, even just really focusing on that and, and locking down and knowing that our team really has to improve that area if we want to, if we want to be great. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, um, just being able to get open without the ball in my hands, I think that's going to be super important going into next year. And then, um, a lot of stuff off the dribble with the ball in my hands, cause that's where really where I feel the most comfortable. And, and I think just improving my left hand more and more. The weird thing, Jerry and I, Caitlin, I, I'm sure you probably heard of the guy, but this is going to really make us sound super old, which we do pretty successfully on a regular basis. Um, when, it, when he puts the ball on the floor, um, I see so many um, comparisons and similarities to Pete Maravich. When you're out on the floor dribbling around and, and you know, the flow is just, it looks effortless. And the, the first time I saw you play at Iowa, when you were at Iowa, I was like, 
she looks like a female Pete Maravich the way she flows around the court with the ball so effortlessly. Uh, have you ever heard that before? Oh my gosh, you're not the first. We will say that. Okay. So many people tell me that I'm like Pistol Pete. I when I first heard that, I'm like, I don't know who that is. I got to go look him up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie when I was a kid. My dad showed it to me. And there was a scene where his dad's driving him down the street and he's dribbling the basketball out the window while they're going like oh 50, gosh, really? 40, 50 miles an hour down the street. My dad couldn't even get the car to like 15 miles per hour. The ball's going boom, flying down <laughs> I'm the street. I'm going to have to go like, try that tonight. I'm going to have to go try that. It's hard. It's hard. But if you I ever bet. get time, it's an older movie. Um, it's called The Pistol, but it's an um, awesome, awesome movie. It just talks yeah. about his journey. Uh, throughout life becoming you know the great basketball player that he was but um I thought that was really cool when I saw it you is. out there I'm like god she just it's a Pete Maravich vibe <laughs> yeah you're definitely not the first to tell me that <laughs> so so Caitlin you know talking about that then after your development you come up and you're uh you know and you're playing this international competition and then you guys you were also like a national champ in AAU weren't you I didn't yeah so yeah. did you feel as you guys progressed last year, even with the COVID year, as you progressed and then you get to the tournament, do you uh, did you feel like you might have been more calm or did, did that was that all that experience just helpful to you as you went on or being the first time through the college experience in a tournament where you still having the butterflies and goosebumps like anybody else? Oh, would? yeah. Definitely still the butterflies and goosebumps for sure. But I think it was almost a little different for me just because there weren't many fans. Um, so I feel like it didn't hit me as hard as it probably would have. So I think this coming year, it'll definitely hit me, even just instead of Carver playing in front of a packed arena. Um, I mean, that's what I live for. That's one of the reasons I came to Iowa. Um, but no, I mean, I don't, it definitely hit me, like, especially when we played UConn, like, oh my gosh, like, we're playing UConn. Like, that's every little girl grows up watching UConn. And um, I wasn't like shell shocked, but it's just like, okay, we're in the Sweet 16, we're playing UConn. Like, that, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I think that's just the biggest thing, really. I'm I'm hoping we run into them again because I'm thinking oh, yeah. the second time around. I, I, I think I think you're going to have their number. I thought for, throughout that game you were figuring them out more and more and more, and we just ran out of time. Yeah, I think 100%. next year we're going to get them. Yeah, I totally agree. I think every single person in our locker room wants to play them again. We're definitely not afraid of them by any means, and I I don't think we played our cleanest game honestly, and. Uh, I think in the third quarter, we had a three go in and out that would have cut it to five points. Um, yeah. And then after that, it kind of slowly dwindled. And then at the end, it kind of ballooned a little bit. So it really wasn't a 20-point loss by any means. Um, oh. It just kind of ballooned at the end. And we really hung with them, and, di and we didn't really even play our best game. So um, a lot to look forward to, honestly, from that, really. So going into that game, Caitlin, how – you know, it was really built up as to you and Paige Beckers being mm -hmm. one of the top recruits in the nation. But then, you know, one of the previous top recruits and Kristen Williams ends up, you know, having the most points for UConn that game. How, what were your thoughts or, I mean, did that put any more pressure on it? The fact that it was being billed with you and Paige, like as the headline going into that game? Yeah, I mean, totally, for sure. I ended up having to delete, to delete social media for a little bit because that before that game, I mean, Anytime I would go on it, it was just me versus Paige, and that's all it was. And uh, it just got a little annoying. Even if I would like turn on the TV, it was on Sports Center. Uh, I mean, that's super cool that it was on Sports Center and they're advertising that game like that. But like, it's just a lot, especially because both of us were freshmen. We're playing in our first Sweet 16 game. But I mean, that's what you want for the women's game. It was just a lot, especially because, as you said, I mean, they had Kristen Williams. Um, and really, the, the people that 
helped them win that game wasn't Paige. It was it was their supporting cast that really did all the work and kind of hurt us. Um, one of their wing players had a triple-double. Kristen went off for 20-some points. I mean, they have a really great supporting cast, and that's what makes them so great. Obviously, Paige is an amazing, amazing player, but it was their supporting cast that game that really carried them. What do you feel like as a player that's made Gina Oriema so successful for such a long period of time at UConn? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's getting the best recruits every single year. I mean, that that, that makes his job a little easier. But I think just the culture that they have there seems to be pretty good. Obviously, I'm not in that locker room, and I can't really speak to that. But he obviously de- demands great respect. I mean, one of the most respectable, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, so I think the girls just know the standard when they get there. That's not something that has to be taught. And I think um, that just speaks for itself when you see them play on the court. They, they're just um, kind of different. But, I mean, I think there's even more and more of that coming around in women's basketball, and that's what you want. You want you don't just want it to be UConn every single year. You just don't want it no. to be Stanford. Um, I think even this year in the tournament, you saw quite a few more upsets than normal, and that's that's what makes women's basketball more and more exciting. And I think as we move forward – it's going to be more like that. Um, and I think the neutral court this year helped with that. So I'm not sure if that'll be the plan moving forward, but um, you want even more teams that are really good every single year. You don't want those same four. Um, and I think it's starting to move that way, which is, which is a really good sign. That's what's hurt college football. In my opinion, oh, yeah. it's, it's the same three or four teams every year. I, know. I, I was looking at something uh, the last week and it was like the projected four for the playoff Clemson, Ohio state, Alabama, Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, they just put the same thing every single year. <laughs> yeah. It's just as a fan, it makes it just kind of disappointing. And that's why yeah. the NCAA tournament for the men and the women you know, are, is one of the most exciting sports experiences right. there is as a fan because anything can happen on any given day absolutely yep i totally agree yeah the uh so tell us about you know things moving forward your relationships with coach bluter coach jensen and um, yeah you know the rest of the coaching staff i mean how uh how are things going and i mean how how, how are they helping you grow and develop yeah i think me and coach bluter have a super good relationship we're super honest with each other and i think um the biggest thing is like she doesn't she's not easy on me. And that's exactly what I want. She knows I have so much more room to grow and become even better than I am right now. And I'm super, super grateful for that. I wouldn't want a coach that thinks I'm all this or all that. Cause I, I really have things to improve things to get better at, especially if I want to move on and play at the next level. And she completely understands that. Um, so, I mean, we have very open, honest conversations and it's even things off the court as well. It's not even just things on the court. So I think, our whole coaching staff is there. They push every single person on the team to get better every single day. And um, that's one of the reasons I came to Iowa is because I could tell I could have such great relationships with the coaches. And um, my position coach is Coach Abby. She'll be in her third year as as the small guards. I don't like to call myself a small guard, but I am considered a small guard um, coach. And we have a super good relationship. We watch a lot of film together just to see ways I can improve. And that's one of the best ways that I can see myself perform and, and ways to get better. Cause I mean, film doesn't lie. It literally shows what you're doing, even if you don't want to face the facts. So. <laughs> well, Caitlin, we want to take a look at this sweet t-shirt right oh, here. Yeah, look oh at that. yeah. I love that. Is that, is that still available? Uh, yes, it is. It'll be up for probably three more weeks ish or if it okay. sells out by then which we're okay. hoping it should. So All right. yeah, pretty cool. Got right. the ACDC theme going on. 
Yeah. I like it. Did you, what, uh, did you, did you help develop that yourself? Or yeah, did you have some, I did. Did you have consultants? Yeah. yeah. Well, we worked with a, like a printing studio and a designer. I'm not the most creative person in the world. So I kind of had my ideas. Some people that are helping me had their ideas and we kind of all just combined together, came up with that. But I actually made some of those shirts myself, pressed the button on the presser and cool. But yeah, I, it's super cool. Um, and this NIL thing I think is going really well for student athletes and it's really cool to, to see all the different things they're doing. Do you have any uh, NIL opportunities on the on the landscape that you're looking ahead to possibly? Yeah, there, there's a few. Um, obviously, I've been gone for a month and I left Iowa on July 17th and this started July 1st. So it's kind of hard for me to like yeah. really do anything before then. So really, I've only been back for a week. So um, I have a lot of people helping me and just trying to work through um, all the different opportunities just because. I've been contacted about so many different things that it's that it's hard. So I'm um, definitely taking my time, but I think there is some really cool stuff that that'll be out in the future for sure. So has the flight program, you've been so busy. Have you even had a chance to really interact with that program then much? Yeah. Or, uh, or has it, and then I guess kind of take us through, you know, we've heard it announced, but I mean, how, what are some of the ways that they're helping support you and helping you guys understand, you know, how to handle these opportunities? Yeah. The flight program is super cool. So Iowa partnered with influencer and honestly, Iowa was kind of a step ahead of most colleges. Some of, some other colleges were uh, kind of getting ahead in the NIL world could see it coming. Um, and Iowa was one of those. So they partnered with Influencer to kind of we've always had a partnership with Influencer. And it's this, this app on our phone that we would get all the pictures that our photographers take on um, game days and things like that. And we would go just go into the app and get those pictures. But now in the app, you can report you got to report all your NIL transactions. Um, there's like educational videos because really when this NIL hit, there was a lot of student athletes that just really didn't even know what all it consisted of. Um, what you could do, what you couldn't do, uh, things like that, and how to report your earnings and all that. So um, I think this program that the University of Iowa really put together, not only is it a good way for us to report things that we're doing, but it's, it's a great way to educate our student athletes. So um, I think that's just the biggest thing is just getting people educated because not everybody really knew what it all consisted of. All right, Caitlin, pull us into your world. It's a Big Ten conference game. And, you know, you're getting ready to get out and take the court. It's your pregame ritual. Walk mm -hmm. us through maybe what you're going to have to eat, what type of music you're going to be listening to, what different things you're thinking about or doing to get ready to play a, a re regular Big Ten season game. Yeah. Um, well, I, we usually eat like four, three, four hours before. Just that's kind of our routine. So usually like pasta, definitely a protein, chicken. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a basic pregame meal, nothing crazy, pasta, chicken, get your carbs in um, type of meal. Um, then I probably just go back to my apartment, chill for an hour. Then I go back to the arena. Um, I honestly don't listen to much music, especially when we're at home. I kind of just go put my uniform on. Then I go to the training room, kind of like hang out, do my thing. We usually have Beyonce radio on in there, actually. Okay. Um, so we have that going for us. I get taped and I, I usually am the first one on the court just because you only get one basket, so I, I get irritated when everybody else is shooting and their ball is hitting mine. <laughs> um, so I try to get out there first and get shots up, really, and then kind of just do my own shooting routine, and then everybody else kind of gets out there, and then we go through our stretching. But honestly, nothing crazy, really. Um, but, yeah, it'll it'll be more fun when I'm warming up with fans in the arena. I will say that. All right. I'm 
I'm feeling pretty good right now because Adam and I were taking bets whether I would actually know who you named for your music artist being as old uh, as I am. And you, you said Beyonce, and I actually knew that. Now, I know it's Beyonce radio. There's probably artists on there I don't. But I listen we'll just, to a lot of different stuff. What, what else you got summer, on your uh, playlist? In the summer, my, my go-to is obviously country. I'm a big country fan. Um, I mean, I'm from Iowa. I have to like country music. <laughs> And not necessarily. I'm from Iowa, and I am not a country music Ow. fan. I just, I, I've had a, I have a hard time just when I listen oh. to it. I'm like, it just. I don't get how people don't like it, especially in the summer. Come on. Well, and, <laughs> and, and I used to always say I grew up in the middle of Des Moines, and you know, I'm a, kind of a city kid. I'm not a country kid, but you did too, and I you love too. it. I and live same in West Des Moines. Yeah, I right in the middle of it all. I don't I have an excuse anymore. <laughs> Adam's discounting the fact we grew up with older country and you're, you know, the guys that are now, you know, that's kind yeah. of more your it's like top country. country now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's country, not like hard you know, country. Kenny yeah. Chesney and stuff. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have that. We were, we were the traditional, yeah. the traditional way back then. So Adam, remember how old you are, buddy. Let's not get uh, that, that, that's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for keeping it real, Jerry. Uh, all, all right, Caitlin. So we're going to fast forward into the future here. You're a WNBA GM. Oh. Okay. Ooh. You have to name a start. You have to pick your starting five and it can be any of all time, the five greatest women's basketball players to put together for your team. Who are you choosing? Oh, that's so hard. Oh my gosh. Oh, or you can do NBA, whichever one you want. What if I, I did a combo? All right, that's cool. Have, that, that's different. Really I, okay. That's cool. Um, Let's do that. I'm going to go. There's so many people I could pick. It's insane. I would pick yeah. Pistol P as my point guard, obviously. Yeah. Um. Then I'm gonna put Diana Taurasi at the two. Okay. Um. At the three. Oh man, Kobe. Kobe. All right. Yeah. Um. I don't know who I want as my five. That's the thing. Who would you guys pick at your as your post player? If I was going female, I would probably go Lisa Leslie, I would say. Yeah. Lisa <laughs> Leslie. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um if I was going male, I'd go Tim Duncan. He was just so reliable down there in the Tim post. Duncan, yeah, he or is, he, um I'm drawing a blank, the girl from Baylor. Um she's Brittany Griner, that's what I was Brittany thinking. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she is. Right wow. Yeah, she's more my I saw her play in college. I mean, she she blocks a lot of shots, so she'd be a good five. At my four, I almost might put LeBron just because he's so versatile. I mean, all right. I'm and going with other... the younger players right now. Like, okay. I don't... Who's going who's, probably... to coach this team? Uh, me. <laughs> You're going to coach and GM both. Yes. I'm doing all right. both. All right. All right. Okay, but if I actually had to pick a coach, I'd pick – I'm a Steve Kerr fan. I like okay. Steve Kerr. I might go with him. I like – uh, Popovich too. Um, I like Cheryl Reeves. She's the coach of the Minnesota Lynx. If I had to pick okay. somebody, maybe Coach Bluter. Shoot, Coach Bluter is going to yeah. coach him. <laughs> well, I was going to say at the beginning, like other than Coach Bluter, because like you know, we, we know we're going to pick Coach Bluter or Coach Jensen, you know, right away. So we got to go with someone else. <laughs> so, so, Caitlin, talking about the WNBA, you know, and you mentioned earlier that you want to go to the next level. How strong is that pull for you right now? Because you know. We're going to we're, we're realizing, I mean, with your talent, you're probably, you know, going to have opportunities sooner than, you know, is your plan right now to stay all four years and uh, and um, or, you know, how strong is that pull for you right now? 
Yeah, I mean, you you have to be the current WNBA rules are you have to be 21 or get your degree early. So I'm younger. I wouldn't be old enough. So I'd have to have my degree in three years to leave a year early. Um, But I mean, I'll definitely probably be staying four years. I don't see myself leaving early, Um, especially with the support of women's basketball in Iowa City just probably wouldn't really make any sense for me to leave. Um, we get a lot, we get a lot of fans. Um, I mean, the college game is so fun. It's so exciting. Um, I'm in no rush to move on to the next level, just enjoy where I'm at really. Um, so yeah, I definitely see myself staying three more years and I've told a lot of people that, and that's truly what I believe and think I'll do. So we hope the same too. And plus we got those final, we got those final fours. We got to get, yeah, I don't know if you caught that earlier, but she wasn't backing down from UConn, Adam, and that's what got me excited. I was like, I, I was know, just like, oh, I, was like, I know. And this is how I, this is what I learned. And it was like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that's getting me so. fired up too. I was ready to flip the table here. By- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, this, now we need to really ask you a serious question and we really want your honesty in this. How many three point contests have you had against any of the men? Who did you beat and who, what were their names? <laughs> I haven't had any actually, but I think there should be some. Oh, uh, I think there should be definitely. Whenever I go on Twitter, it's like Caitlin Clark versus Jordan Bohannon three point competition. Like everybody wants to see it. So uh, maybe in the future we'll have well, to I'm see. Thinking, I'm thinking if you could just, just go to a playground, even, you know, kind of like Rocky three at the end, go to the yeah. playground, dark, nobody mm-hmm. there. And you just, yeah. But then make I sure think, you make sure you tell us who won. I think we got a whole <laughs> potential, like I think we got a potential charity event going on here. I know that we could raise some money for the children's hospital, I Caitlin so. versus Jabo. Like That's, I think we can make this happen. It's a good idea. I've definitely thought about that before. Um, maybe I, hey, you heard I it here I, first. Maybe it's coming. I don't know. That'd be and awesome. Then can we get Adam in it too? Because Adam never yeah. had the guts to go in the paint. So he was out yeah. there on no. the three-point arc as well. I was, I was soft. I stood back and shot all the time. So I'm like, if I go in, I'm going to probably get swatted and I'm slow. So run me off some screens and let me fire some three-pointers. That's, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. All right. We're going to end with one final question, okay? And pull. we're pulling into Caitlin's world again, okay? It's a Saturday. It's off-season. You don't have any basketball, anything going on. You're going to take the day off. How's that going to go? What are you going to do that day? Depends what time of the year it is. If it's a Saturday in the fall, you probably might not like hearing this, but my brother plays football for Iowa State. So yeah, we knew that. At the Iowa State football game. Um, okay. If not at the Iowa one um, instead. So um, September 11th, I will be in neutral colors um, in Ames. But other than that, uh, honestly – my family, I would probably just be at home with my family more than anything. Um, I have a dog, spend time with them. Uh, if I was in Iowa City, just spend time with my teammates. Really nothing crazy. Um, watch some Netflix, make some good food. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Uh, I just finished, you guys probably don't watch these shows, but I just finished Outer Banks. It's like a cheesy teenage show. I heard Um, it was good. I haven't seen it though. It's super good. Yeah. I just finished it in like two days. I was kind of obsessed. Um, and I'm also watching All American right now. It's like a cheesy teenage football show. That got way too cheesy for me. I got into like season two and I'm like, I'm done. It's a little unrealistic sometimes, but I still keep watching it. The the one that I always tell everybody about, and I've told Jerry this, is it's you. Y-O-U, okay? Have yeah, you seen, I've seen that? 
Yeah, I've seen you. It's really good. Yeah, it's like the stuff. Yeah, it is creepy, but yeah. it's like so it's such a good show. That and Ozark are like yep. my two favorites. I've seen part there. of Ozark. Yeah, that's just yeah. like kind of dark and creepy though. It is. It is. Oh, well, Jerry, what okay. Jerry, what are you watching on Netflix? We need. What to am know. I watching on net? What's Netflix? Oh, good lord! You, you youngins and your technology. I tell oh, you. Oh man, this is yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, Caitlin, I guess give us perspective. How often do you get a down day to be able to do these things? Not often. I mean, even well, since I've been home, I felt like I've still been like on the go, like having to get so many like appointments in and now school starting. Like I don't really have much time, yeah. um, but honestly, like I don't mind it. I don't really like having just a bunch of free time to do stuff like I like having a busy schedule and that's what I have all the time. So, <laughs> so when you're away from home and you're overseas, what's your favorite restaurant in Des Moines or West Des Moines that you miss the most that when you come back home, other than your mom's delicious yeah. home cooking, what's that one restaurant that you want to go to the most as soon as you get back? Tasty tacos. Uh, tasty, tacos. <laughs> tasty tacos is so good. I love tasty tacos. Oh, it's the best. Um, I'm sorry, Caitlin. Come to Nebraska, tasty tacos. Yeah, exactly. If I had to pick like an actual like sit down, like nice restaurant, I'd go with Latin King. Have you ever heard Ooh. of that? Yes, oh, I have. Yeah. That's, yep. my good, that's my favorite. It's um, so good. Yeah, it's kind of far from our house, but... Like it's not like on, it's on the east side, isn't it? Yeah, it's like by the fairgrounds. Yeah, it's yeah. super good. It's yeah. an odd so spot there. of town for such a nice restaurant yeah. like that. You'd never think it was there, but best Italian food. It, mm. Yeah, we used to go there for the Mother's Day buffet every year. Yeah, it's so looking, good. Looking across the street at the Anderson Erickson cows over there. Yep, so. yep. <laughs> Take a it's it's stuff like this that, like, when you leave Des Moines, like, you don't get Anderson Erickson stuff, like Latin King, like all that really good, especially Italian food in Des Moines is so good. Yeah. Like, there's so much of it. And then you come out to Nebraska and it's like, what's up, Pizza Hut? Hey, that's your fault for moving to Nebraska. Come on. <laughs> it's our fault for more than just that. We'll tell you. That. <laughs> uh, so we're trying anyway, to spread the, the black and gold here, Caitlin. Hey, I love it. I so love the it. last question I got is as you go through this off season, what's the thing that drives you most? What's that thing that you just keep going back and saying, I, that's, I, that's, I got to work harder because this is, I can't stop thinking about this. Yeah, I mean, the final four, really, and just tr wanting to lead that our team there, I think, is the biggest thing. And I think just, like, seeing all the expectations that people have on us, it just drives us to, like, want to get so much better and, and really prove those people right more than anything. Obviously, we don't owe them anything, but, like, just for ourselves is we know there's a lot of hype and whatnot surrounding us. And I think um, just coming out and proving those things right and, and know that we deserve all that. Um, and that we've earned that and we've put in the time we've put in the work um, with each other, I think is just the biggest thing. And I think for me, really, all my confidence stems from all the work I put in. Um, I'm in the gym often. And I think um, no matter what, that's always something I can lean back on. So that's really it for me. And I, I think our team in general. Caitlin, I think I speak for all Hawkeye fans where we are jacked up for Iowa women's basketball this year. We are super pumped to watch in Carver. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch everything on ESPN, BTN, BTM+. Plus. Like, yep. I, I'm so excited to watch you shred up the Big Ten this year, and we're going to be rooting for you <laughs> as loud and proud as we can out here in Nebraska yeah, and the rest of the I appreciate it. I know. Yeah. We're super excited as well, and honestly, it's going to come. It's going to be here fast, so um, it feels like just yesterday our season ended, but um, we couldn't be more excited for for this one to come. 
Well, and as we've told the coaches and any of the other players we've interviewed, it's not just the fact the wins and losses, but you guys represent Iowa so well, and mm-hmm. it makes us so proud to be fans over here. And as yeah. a Dowling graduate, I'll tell you the same thing. It's great to <laughs> see how you rep- how well you represent yourself and represent Iowa and the team and, and everything. Absolutely. So thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate that. And yeah. I think that's more important really than anything is just representing yourself, right? And I think the girls on our team, that's what we do. And especially even the coaching staff, like, that's just what we're about. And we, we like to do it the right way. So heck yeah. And it shows too the class and the chemistry that you guys have on that sideline with the coaching staff mm-hmm. and the players, Jerry couldn't have said it better. I mean, the, just the, at being a Hawkeye fan, just the way you guys represent the state and the university is a lot for us to be proud of. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right, Caitlin, we're going to let you get back to it. You got to get to training for that final four. So we're going to let you go, but thanks again for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on with us and winning that gold medal, bringing it home to the USA and everything that you've done for Hawkeye athletics so far and that what you're going to do in the future. Thank you. I appreciate it. And keep sticking it to Nebraska for us. Hey, that's right. I got that for sure. (laughs) All right. All right, Caitlin, go Hawks. Thanks, Caitlin. Go Hawks.